Hi, and welcome to Revenue Marketing Television. I am your host, Jeff Pedowitz, President and CEO of the Pedowitz Group. Today, in our CMO Insight Series, we have Brad Gillespie, who is Chief Marketing Officer of Octave. Brad, welcome to the show. Happy to be here, Jeff. Awesome to have you. So tell us a little bit about what Octave does. Yeah, so Octave is in the sales enablement space uh, at the highest level. The side of that space that we're really attacking are the time-consuming, inefficient processes that we're asking sellers to engage in for sales documents. So presentations, proposals, scope of work, contracts, uh, and that really extends from the acquisition lifecycle on into the customer journey for things like cross-sell, upsell, renewal cycles. So all of those uh, time-consuming processes that require documents, uh, we're trying to bring some efficiency to those processes and give time back to sales to do more important things than work on documents. Okay. So you know, you, you've had a, a couple different CMO roles over your career. Um, what's changed the most for you? Uh, over the last few years, and what are some of the challenges you're facing in 2017 that say you didn't have a couple years back? Yeah, so it's it's actually fun to go back to maybe I don't know 2008 2009 the first time I bought and implemented Map, and uh, to think about how much has changed. The starting point uh, today uh, for data and technology is just so much further along than it ever has been. And so what that stands to be able to do is accelerate a lot of initiatives that uh, marketing has. So I can think about the cycles that I went through uh, to just get to the starting line with a decent set of data and a decent process and the right tools. And whereas back in 2008, that might've taken a year literally to, to get to a real starting line. Today that can be achieved in a handful of months and the quality is better, and uh, the, the expectations that marketing can then uh, set for the organization should be kind of in line with that, getting to a better starting line faster, having having impact uh, in a shorter time frame. Do you think that marketing is being run more like a business today than it was, say, a few years ago? Without a doubt. Um, that said, there's plenty of room for, uh, for growth, but um, I think Alignment has come, you know, leaps and bounds. The expectation today is that sales and marketing will have a good productive relationship. Uh, the expectation is that product and marketing will have a good relationship and that finance is involved and, and has been discussed ad nauseum everywhere. Marketing truly has a seat at the table today. And so the expectations are there uh, and it's time. Um, you know, the, there's no reason why the expectation shouldn't be on marketing to be a revenue contributor earlier in the process. What's the size of your team now? So I have a team of six, um, small team, um, but, you know, right where we probably should be at this stage. Um, I have the traditional setup of comms, demand gen. We own the BDR function uh, within marketing here at Octave. So I have someone that runs that team. I've got a field marketing manager and I've got a, a product marketer. Okay. So uh, a good base set of capabilities to grow from, but we've obviously got to, to continue to grow that team. What do you look for when you hire? I mean, what are some of the important attributes and what kind of culture are you trying to build there? 
That's interesting. So Octave is an Indianapolis, Indiana-based organization, and uh, for the most part, uh, where you are located uh, is going to determine what options you have. Uh, 15 years in Atlanta, for example, um, I had, it seemed like, much more uh, depth and availability of candidates, whereas in a smaller market, a more competitive market like Indianapolis, and especially in a, in a young company where I want that team to be here on the ground at headquarters, I have to be much more flexible in terms of what we're looking for. And so, for example, I have two pure marketers on our team right now. I have the rest that have uh, come from different uh, backgrounds that we are we are making into marketers. And so um, it's been an interesting experience because I'm having some good success and luck converting other backgrounds uh, to become marketers. And as part of that, part of that storyline of what's available today uh, to do those kinds of things, uh, I perhaps couldn't have done that uh, in years past. But today I can train and equip and give a set of tools uh, to someone that may not have a marketing background and, and they can do a pretty good job for what we're, we're asking them to do. So flexibility, hardworking, um, positive doer mentality, I think, outweighs some of the the marketing experience that we would typically look for today. Okay. And then what are some of the processes that you're working on to scale? Yeah, great question. Uh, I'll say all of them. <laughs> um, we're, we're, we're really focusing on scaling our demand gen processes. Um, We've been working on the brand and working on awareness and we'll always be doing that in parallel with everything else, but we really got to, to ramp our demand gen engine. Um, we're going up market here at Octave, and so that means kind of forays into the enterprise. It means selling to the IT buyer. Um, and so those are new audiences for us. And so uh, accumulating data, building personas, uh, reaching um, a side of the audience and market that we have not reached before, all of that's new for us here. So there's a lot of work to do and a lot that we need to be scaling into um, accordingly. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about technology. So uh, everyone has a different stack, I guess, these days. What's yours look like and how are you using technology to get get faster ahead. Yep. So I'll say that, uh, again, like everything here, a work in progress, but our core is uh, Marketo for marketing automation. Um, we're building a lot around that. We're, we're going, we're going deep and broad and account-based marketing. And so that's, that's a, uh, requires a little bit more work on both the, the marketing automation side as well as the CRM side or, or Salesforce shop. Um, and then um, we're, we're doing a lot of experiments right now uh, with uh, intent-based, with uh, predictive, with all of the, the listening side of digital. And so there's a few, uh, few tools that we're trialing right now to really see what's gonna be the best fit for us. Uh, but that's kind of our core, uh, and we'll be adding some um, in the coming months around attribution. Um, primarily, is where kind of next on my my hit list to make sure that we're we're 
we have the right tool there, as well as some lead to account matching. As we get into the full-on account-based marketing, uh, that's going to be a, uh, a limiting factor for us in, unless we can do that at scale. So we'll be adding some data tools uh, in that direction as well. What do you think are some of the, I mean, because everyone's talking about ABM, right? But what do you think are some of the prerequisites that a company needs before they can really successfully start using ABM? Yeah, um, you and I go back a ways where we know ABM uh, by some other definitions and other other uses. It's I got, been I got the gray right here. So yeah. Yeah, same. <laughs> um, so I think what's been missing in the discussion, as you just kind of look at the the tremendous buzz around ABM, is uh, you know what what made a strategic account or named account uh, selling a thing to do back in the day, uh, historically, was really the opportunity to go very deep in your understanding and knowledge of the account. And for that reason, uh, there were fewer accounts that you worked that way. And not surprisingly, those accounts were typically larger. They were typically enterprise. They typically had the most, uh, perhaps, lifetime value of any uh, that that an organization could sell into. So I think what's been missing so far is a, a similar level of approach and strategy and depth and understanding of what uh, account-based should be able to do. Uh, clearly, we can target better. We can um, reach more of the right profile of account. We can add into that the contact side. I think what's been missing as a prerequisite, I think, to do it well is to really have a good sense of um, what is the strategy you're going to take on an account-by-account basis, persona-by-persona, getting uh, customization and personalization of message all the way down to the right level, and then having the commitment to work that range of personas and contacts kind of in concert to move the entire account along. And I think that um, a lot, a lot of uh, marketers kind of jump into the idea of ABM because of the the near term benefits it lets us, you know, target better accounts more quickly at scale. But then we fall down in the conversion of accounts because we're we're perhaps not thinking quite deeply enough about how to really move the entire account forward Great. across across lines across personas. Um, now I know I know you have a more of a, a younger company at Octave, but. How do you in marketing approach the customer lifecycle? Is most of your efforts right now focused on top of the funnel because you need a lot of new customers? Or do you have a portion of your time and resources allocated to you know, full lifecycle, cross-sell, upsell, loyalty, advocacy, renewals, et cetera? Yeah, that's a great question. So our base that really got us here is a mid-market to SMB base. And that is the economic engine that's going to allow us to have longer sales cycles into the enterprise. Um, we don't have enough history in the enterprise right now to really predict what those cycles are going to look like. So we can't completely walk away from uh, the customer base that got us here. So we're absolutely doing everything we can to protect and grow that base. Um, and that's allowing us some a little bit of flexibility to uh, market and sell into the enterprise side where we're having three, four times the, the overall acquisition cycles uh, to acquire a new account. So our time is being split right now um, pretty evenly between helping our enterprise uh, sellers uh, reach and create demand 
with the enterprise. We're also doing some some nice mid funnel, uh, you know, moving, accelerating opportunities through the process because again, we just don't have enough history right now to suggest um, there's a proven way to do it. So it's an all hands on deck approach to move the enterprise accounts through the process. But we're also spending time uh, staying in front of, creating engagement, uh, making sure that the base of accounts, our economic engine is well protected and, and wherever we can growing. So I think we're pretty well distributed, probably more so than I've ever been as a marketer. That's fantastic. So what about outcomes? You know, what are you being held accountable for from your boss and your six people? What are you holding them responsible for? Yeah, so going into our first year, um, and this is one of those, to that earlier discussion, uh, earlier uh, accountability to bigger things. So we, in our first year, we have a sourced pipeline objective of 50% of the kind of the net new logo um, pipeline uh, across the business and that split between the enterprise and our mid-market. Uh, so that's our number one objective. Um, should it be higher than that, lower than that? We're really not sure here because, again, especially since we're now focusing on the enterprise, we're not exactly sure what that's going to look like. But I felt confident enough that 50% is a good place to start. Uh, and then uh, we're going to be influencing uh, a, a greater percentage, uh, 80% plus uh, influence of both the enterprise and the mid-market. And then we have a couple of additional goals uh, for, we have a strategic accounts group, which is only about 10 accounts uh, deep, and we're going to influence and be supportive of that team and what they're trying to do. We have a goal to influence about 25% of the, of the pipeline for those 10 strategic accounts. And then last but not least is our influence on um, cross-sell, upsell. So we have a number that we're trying to reach there. Our goal for this year is not to source pipeline for that group, but to really uh, enable that team, influence the pipeline for the cross-sell upsell and, and the customer base. So those are the four key numbers that we're driving towards. But the but the most important one is that 50% new business acquisition pipeline. That's fantastic. So um, you, you've been uh, through the rodeo a couple of times. So what would you say to a CMO that's just beginning his or her transformation? What advice would you give him? Yeah, um, it's great. This is my fifth time, I think, doing this from, you know, start, starting from scratch. Uh, it's, it starts with the environment you're walking into. Um, what is the CEO's expectations of marketing and, and how do you need to perhaps shape or influence what the CEO is, what their perceptions are, what their expectations are, uh, so that you're in line with the CEO. You have to be in line with uh, with the CEO before you can really drive alignment with sales, and that's that's second is really having tight alignment with your your peer in sales, um, and to be seen as a, a partner in that effort. Uh, and really have a numbers-based approach to your contributions. Nothing soft, nothing philosophical, uh, down in the, in the weeds of how, you know, business gets converted and pipeline gets created and your, your contributions there. Uh, and alignment with uh, your product here as well. Um, the earlier stage, uh, you know, what I'm seeing here is the product marketing function uh, here at Octave and the role that we are playing in sales enablement is 
perhaps the most high impact thing that we're doing right now in translating uh, voice of customer and persona based uh, insights into content that is usable not only by marketing but by sales um, and those are some of the key areas and then as as quickly as you can without skipping steps getting to a discussion where data drives the discussion and so I usually describe this as there's levels of alignment that have to occur. There has to be that philosophical alignment uh, between the CMO and the head of sales and the CEO and the head of product that marketing is going to play the role that you intend for it to play as a marketing leader. Then there's got to be process alignment, and which a lot of times is going to require some behavior change on some number of individuals' part, mostly sales. Um, so there has to be enough uh, philosophical alignment to drive the process alignment. Uh, marketing process has to be uh, built. It has to be aligned with sales. Sales behaviors may have to change. When all of that happens, we can have systems alignment and get the systems connected so that the data can start flowing. And I think there's those three levels that um, anybody, wherever you are, you can think in those three, three levels, but all three have to happen for the data to be meaningful data and to be good data. And once you get the data flowing, it's been interesting. We've just had good data flowing here for about 60 days. Uh, the conversations change. You can start to focus on really important things and start to see things that you haven't seen before. And getting to that point where you're starting to run the organization based on that data is is getting there as quick as possible is important, but you can't skip steps. And in my experience, you you do have to think in those three layers of alignment for the data to work and to be meaningful. Great advice as always, Brad. Thank <laughs> you. Very 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 comprehensive. So, uh, thanks again for being on the show today. And as always, uh, your insights are very valuable. Uh, good luck over at Octave, and thanks again. Thanks, Jeff. My pleasure. You bet. Hi, and welcome to Revenue Marketing Television. I am your host, Jeff Pedowitz, President and CEO of the Pedowitz Group. Today, in our CMO Insights Series, we have Brad Gillespie, who is Chief Marketing Officer of Octave. Brad, welcome to the show. Happy to be here, Jeff. Awesome to have you. So tell us a little bit about what Octave does. Yeah, so Octave is in the sales enablement space uh, at the highest level. The side of that space that we're really attacking are the time-consuming, inefficient processes that we're asking sellers to engage in for sales documents. So presentations, proposals, scope of work, contracts, uh, and that really extends from the acquisition lifecycle on into the customer journey for things like cross-sell, upsell, renewal cycles. So all of those uh, time-consuming processes that require documents, uh, we're trying to bring some efficiency to those processes and give time back to sales to do more important things than work on documents. Okay. So you know, you, you've had a, a couple different CMO roles over your career. Um, what's changed the most for you? Uh, over the last few years, and what are some of the challenges you're facing in 2017 that say you didn't have a couple years back? Yeah, so it's it's actually fun to go back to maybe I don't know 2008 2009 the first time I bought and implemented Map, and uh, to think about how much has changed. The starting point uh, today uh, for data and technology is just so much further along 
than it ever has been. And so what that stands to be able to do is accelerate a lot of initiatives that uh, marketing has. So I can think about the cycles that I went through uh, to just get to the starting line with a decent set of data and a decent process and the right tools. And whereas back in 2008, that might have taken a year, literally, to, to get to a real starting line. Today, that can be achieved in a handful of months and the quality is better and uh, the expectations that marketing can then uh, set for the organization should be kind of in line with that, getting to a better starting line faster, having having impact uh, in a shorter time frame. Do you think that marketing is being run more like a business today than it was, say, a few years ago? Without a doubt. Um, that said, there's plenty of room for, uh, for growth, but um, I think alignment has come you know leaps and bounds the expectation today is that sales and marketing will have a good productive relationship uh, the expectation is that product and marketing will have a good relationship and that finance is involved and and has been discussed ad nauseum everywhere marketing truly has a seat at the table today and so the expectations are there uh, and it's time um, you know, the, there's no reason why the expectation shouldn't be on marketing to be a revenue contributor earlier in the process. What's the size of your team now? So I have a team of six, um, small team, um, but, you know, right where we probably should be at this stage. Um, I have the traditional setup of comms, demand gen. We own the BDR function uh, within marketing here at Octave. So I have someone that runs that team. I've got a field marketing manager, and I've got a, a product marketer. Okay. So uh, a good base set of capabilities to grow from, but we've obviously got to, to continue to grow that team. What do you look for when you hire? I mean, what are some of the important attributes, and what kind of culture are you trying to build there? That's interesting. So Octave is an Indianapolis, Indiana-based organization, and uh, for the most part, uh, where you are located uh, is going to determine uh, what options you have. Uh, 15 years in Atlanta, for example, um, I had, it seemed like, much more uh, depth and availability of candidates, whereas in a smaller market, a more competitive market like Indianapolis, and especially in a, in a young company where I want that team to be here on the ground at headquarters, I have to be much more flexible in terms of what we're looking for. And so, for example, I have two pure marketers on our team right now. I have the rest that have uh, come from different uh, backgrounds that we are we are making into marketers. And so um, it's been an interesting experience because I'm having some good success and luck converting other backgrounds uh, to become marketers. And it's part of that part of that storyline of what's available today uh, to do those kinds of things. Uh, I perhaps couldn't have done that uh, in years past, but today I can train and equip and give a set of tools uh, to someone that may not have a marketing background and, and they can do a pretty good job for what we're, we're asking them to do. So flexibility, hardworking, um, positive doer mentality, I think, outweighs some of the the marketing experience that we would typically look for today. Okay. And then what are some of the processes that you're working on to scale? Yeah, great question. Uh, I'll say all of them. 
Um, we're, we're, we're really focusing on scaling our demand gen processes. Um, we've been working on the brand and working on awareness and we'll always be doing that in parallel with everything else, but we really got to ramp our demand gen engine. Um, we're going up market here at Octave, and so that means kind of forays into the enterprise. It means selling to the IT buyer. Um, and so those are new audiences for us. And so uh, accumulating data, building personas, uh, reaching um, a side of the audience and market that we have not reached before, all of that's new for us here. So there's a lot of work to do and a lot that we need to be scaling into um, accordingly. Talk a little bit about technology. So uh, everyone has a different stack, I guess, these days. What's yours look like, and how are you using technology to get to get faster ahead? Yep. So I'll say that uh, again, like everything here, a work in progress. But our core is uh, Marketo for marketing automation. Um, we're building a lot around that. We're we're going. We're going deep and broad in account-based marketing, and so that's that's a uh, requires a little bit more work on both the the marketing automation side as well as the CRM side. We're for Salesforce shop, um, and then um, we're we're doing a lot of experiments right now uh, with uh, intent-based, with uh, predictive with all of the, the listening side of digital. And so there's a few uh, few tools that we're trialing right now to really see what's gonna be the best fit for us. Uh, but that's kind of our core. Uh, and we'll be adding some um, in the coming months around attribution. Um, primarily is where kind of next on my, my hit list to make sure that we're, we're we have the right tool there, as well as some lead to account matching. As we get into the full-on account-based marketing, uh, that's going to be a, uh, a limiting factor for us in, unless we can do that at scale. So we'll be adding some data tools uh, in that direction as well. What do you think are some of the, I mean, because everyone's talking about ABM, right? But what do you think are some of the prerequisites that a company needs before they can really successfully start using ABM? Yeah, um, you and I go back a ways where we know ABM uh, by some other definitions and other other uses. It's I got, been I got the gray right here. So yeah. Yeah, same. <laughs> um, so I think what's been missing in the discussion, as you just kind of look at the the tremendous buzz around ABM, is uh, you know what what made a strategic account or named account uh, selling a thing to do back in the day, uh, historically, was really the opportunity to go very deep in your understanding and knowledge of the account. And for that reason, uh, there were fewer accounts that you worked that way. And not surprisingly, those accounts were typically larger. They were typically enterprise. They typically had the most, uh, perhaps, lifetime value of any of uh, it that an organization could sell into. So I think what's been missing so far is a, a similar level of approach and strategy and depth and understanding of what uh, account-based should be able to do. Uh, clearly we can target better, we can um, reach more of the right profile of account, we can add into that the contact side. I think what's been missing as a prerequisite, I think to do it well, is to really have a good sense of um, 
what is the strategy you're going to take on an account by account basis, persona by persona, getting uh, customization and personalization of message all the way down to the right level, and then having the commitment to work that range of personas and contacts kind of in concert to move the entire account along. And I think that um, a lot a lot of uh, marketers kind of jump into the idea of ABM because of the, the near-term benefits. It lets us you know, target better accounts more quickly at scale. But then we fall down in the conversion of accounts because we're, we're perhaps not thinking quite deeply enough about how to really move the entire account forward Great. across across lines, across personas. Um, now, I know, I know you have a, more of a, a younger company at Octave, but how do you in marketing approach the customer lifecycle? Is most of your efforts right now focused on top of the funnel because you need a lot of new customers, or do you have a portion of your time and resources allocated to you know, full lifecycle, cross-sell, upsell, loyalty, advocacy, renewals, et cetera? Yeah, that's a great question. So our base that really got us here is a mid-market to SMB base. And that is the economic engine that's going to allow us to have longer sales cycles.